Well, good morning, and thank you for tuning in with us this morning. Thank you for watching this sermon. Thank you for listening today as we deliver God's word and as we continue to preach out of Psalm 23, this message titled, Fearless Living, Living in Light of a Shepherd, The Great Restoration. Please follow along with me as I read from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Today is week three in Psalm 23. In one of God's holy and inspired words, we see this great gem, this great diamond. We see this great treasure for us. But you see, just like all of God's word, this psalm is not just for our some days, it's for our every days. So many people have this psalm memorized. So many people know these words, and yet they only use it in times of crisis, such as funerals and world pandemics and destruction and problems in their life. Yet Psalm 23 was meant for our every days, not just our some days. The shepherd leads the sheep. The shepherd provides all their needs. Green pastures, still waters. But for us, this goes so much further. You see, through Jesus, as our shepherd, we receive the great restoration of our souls. And he leads us in his ways and paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Do you need a great restoration? Does somebody in your life need a great restoration? Follow the shepherd. Accept his righteousness. Follow his ways. For his name's sake. King David knew all about restoration. In fact, I, I believe as he looks back upon his life, reflecting on all of his many mistakes, he sees how God has continued to shepherd him and care for him and restore him throughout it all. He probably remembers his adultery, his murder, his wrongdoings, and yet God's still considering him a man after his own heart. God still loved him, and God still cared for him, and God still restored him. And you see, many other biblical heroes that we look to are the same way. They were flawed individuals used by God, restored by God, and used in mighty and amazing ways. But we often just look to their new life. We often just look to their restored life when we forget that they once were, and really they still were, Ordinary men just used by an amazing God to do mighty things. And we're the same way. We need restoration every single day of our life. There's others like Paul. Paul, the apostle Paul, who used to kill and torture Christians, was used by God, was restored by God. Listen to this as Paul remembers in 1 Timothy 1.13. Even though I was once a blasphemer and a persecutor and a violent man, I was shown mercy because I acted in ignorance and unbelief. You see, when we don't know Christ, when we don't follow Christ, when we have yet to be restored, we don't understand what we're doing. And that's why 
We need to continue to pray for restoration, not just in our life, but in the world around us. We need to continue to pray for restoration for our enemies, like Paul once was to God's flock. We need restoration. Our souls rejoice at the restoration that we receive, for without the restoration which our Lord and Savior Jesus brings to our life, our vision is like this slide behind me. It's like black and white. It's all morphed. It might have a little bit of color, but it's so hard to read. It's so hard to understand. It's so hard to focus. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. But with God's gift to us, Jesus Christ, and the righteousness that he puts upon our life, and the Holy Spirit, which is given to us, a great helper, we can now see the world for what it's meant to be. We have understanding, we can focus, and we can see in full color, we can see in high definition, not just that, we can see in ultra high definition. We have focused vision and understanding of God's word, We have focused understanding on God's will for our lives and the people around us. 1 Corinthians 2.12 tells us, Now we have received not just the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us by God. John 14.26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring to you remembrance all that I have said to you. You see, even Jesus' 12 disciples, the ones who lived beside him day and night, they did not fully understand the things that Jesus said and the things that Jesus did until later on after they received the full salvation given to them through the cross, until after they received the Holy Spirit upon their lives that great helper. They then fully understood, as we can too, through a great restoration of our souls. Listen to one more verse here in Proverbs 3, 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your path. He will make straight your path. Remember that verse we're, we're camping out on today. Psalm 23, 3. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. We worship with a new song today by Seacoast Worship, a song originally wrote by Elevation Worship called Graves into Gardens. Listen as I read some of the lyrics to you. I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough. Then you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. Oh, there's nothing better than you. There's nothing better than you. Guys, gals, brothers, sisters, we need the great restoration of our souls. We need this newfound life. We need this righteousness in his ways. We need this all for his name's sake. 
I want you to see that through Christ's sacrifice and following him as your shepherd, you have a great restoration. You have all that you need, but not just physically. All who trust in him and follow him have restored lives and restored souls. 2 Corinthians 5.21 tells us, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Notice you might become the righteousness of God. Are you accepting the great restoration that God has for your life? Are you following his righteous ways for his name's sake? If so, you are made new. God sees Jesus' as righteousness upon you, his blood washing you and making you clean. As that song reminds us, Jesus puts us back together and every desire is now satisfied. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. As I thought about this idea this past week, I, I thought about my past years working in automotive service departments. And I, I knew a few people who restored automobiles, restored cars, classic cars, muscle cars, sports cars. And you see some of these people, they did it as a hobby. They did it for pleasure. Some of these people did it as a business. Some of these people did it as a business and they did it well. And others, well, there's a reason it was just as a hobby or for pleasure because maybe they didn't do it all that well. But I did think about one man who really did well. He was a restoration expert. His name was Steve Glazier. Look at this car which he restored, this classic automobile. Man, the picture on the left. Isn't this amazing to see the transformation to the picture on the right? This car on the left looks as if it is worthless. It looks like it's undesirable and worthy of nothing but a car crusher in a junkyard. But to the owner and the restoration expert like Steve Glazier, they can see what it can become. They can see its true value. They can see what it is meant to be, and they can make it become like new. Jesus restores our lives like a restoration expert. Our lives need restoring. Our souls need restored. We are flawed, and this world is flawed, and only the Savior can make us new again. You see, Jesus, the great shepherd, God sees what we could be, what we should be, and through him and the Spirit's restoring, we become new, restored souls. But we are better than a restored vehicle, which may still have minor flaws depending on the worker's skill. We are made new by the very one who was at creation when we were made in God's image. He makes us not just like new, but he makes us truly new. Truly new in him and for his name's sake. And I believe when we see that for his name's sake, it's meant in two ways. For his name's sake, because of him... Because of his workings on the cross, not ours, we are made new. Because of him, because of his name, but also for him, for his name's sake. To glorify him, to exalt him up in heaven. We have restored souls and we follow him in paths of righteousness. 
So number one, getting to some points here. We need to accept the great restoration expert into our life. Accept the shepherd. Accept Jesus and what he did for you on that cross. Confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and Savior and follow after him. Step two is to allow him to grind away your rusty spots to make you new. To grind the worldliness away. And a great restoration expert like Steve Glazier here, he probably wouldn't like me using that word grinding away because no restoration expert likes to grind away at the original work the original auto body, but they do just enough to make it look like new. But a great restoration expert does not just do what you can see on the outside. They do every nook and cranny, every crack, every crevice, the inside and the out, so it truly can be like new. But Jesus, he goes beyond that. He restores your very soul and makes you truly new. God himself looks upon you and sees you as righteous because of him. Another thought here. Maybe you're not the one that needs restoration, this great restoration. Maybe you know somebody like Paul. Maybe you know somebody who is persecuting Christians, torturing them, hurting them, killing them. Maybe this person is hurting you. Maybe this is the very person who you need to pray for and you need to deliver the great news of a shepherd to deliver the name of Jesus, proclaim the name of Jesus to them. The great restoration is not just for you, it is for the world to see. Through Jesus, we are made like, not just like new, but we are made truly new. Step three, accept the inner working of Christ and not just the outer workings of Christ. He washes your soul and restores it. The sin is removed. Verse 3 continues on with the thought of restoration, with saying, he leads me in the path of righteousness. Follow the shepherd in the path of righteousness. Colossians 2.6 says, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk with him. You are now set on a new course of life, a course of life because of his righteous life being laid down is now made possible for you. You now have righteous living and understanding of how you should be walking and how you should be driving your restored soul. So step four, with your restored soul, drive it home. Drive it with him. Drive it to the glory of God. Follow the shepherd in his path of righteousness. For his name's sake, honor God, glorify God, drive with him. You as a passenger, allow him to lead you. Where is he trying to lead you today? Where is he trying to take you today? What is he trying to show you? Maybe there's a U-turn you need to make in your life to stay on the path of righteousness. Maybe you're doing well and you're driving on the path of righteousness, but there's somebody who you need to show the name of Jesus to. Maybe there's somebody who God wants to restore, but you're getting in the way. Maybe you need to step aside. Maybe you need to let God use you. As you drive to the glory of God with your restored soul, follow him and focus on the hope and peace that he brings to your life. 
Focus on your eternal future. Focus on the eternal kingdom, which is promised to you now. You see, Jesus, the shepherd, refocuses our steps. The Spirit leads us. He leads his children in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. I end with one scripture and one thought. 2 Corinthians 13, 11. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. That one final thought. We need to look to the gospel. Look to the cross. Look to the shepherd daily. As one author I've been reading states, he says, pray it in relation to the gospel. Pray the gospel. Sing the gospel. Study the gospel. Review how it has changed your life every day. I believe that author is C.J. Mahaney. We need to remember that we have a great restoration of our souls. We should be living in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Before we move to communion and remembering his great sacrifice and the restoration that we have through his body broken, his blood spilt, let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you. <sighs> Tears come to my eyes, Lord, as I think about all you've done to restore my life. A sinner, a great sinner like Paul. Lord, I thank you for leading me in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Thank you, Lord, for restoring my soul and bringing peace with God to my life, bringing your righteous ways to my life so that I can have an eternal life in your kingdom with you. Help us to focus on our restored soul every day. Help us to remember more and more what you do for us through the cross. And bless this time now as we remember you. Amen. Thank you.